Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey everybody, welcome to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Today, we, uh, we actually are in our studio. Um, not the studio that we take pictures of where we have headphones and the fancy Right, mics. not the radio studio, but we're actually in our, uh, our project studio. Uh, and we're talking to our very good friend, John Mullet. John, welcome to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in this studio. Yeah, I know, it's man. been a while. A lot yeah. of good history here. A lot There's of good lot, history here. A lot, a lot of, of good, good stuff happening here. Absolutely. <laughs> you hadn't even seen the, the, the ISO booth. You had exactly. not seen the ISO no. booth. It's no. been a while. Well, you've been busy. You've been busy building yourself an amazing career. Yes. Um, in, a, in a part of the industry that is... It seems like like everybody nobody knows what what goes on. Well, and there's no entrance either. No, there's no. Like you, you can't get, just get that job. How do you get in the radio world? You don't. It doesn't really happen. You can't. Uh... You mow a lot of lawns. I'm glad that you started there. I'm psyched that you started there. So, so, um, t- well, so, so if you could just tell people how that like where that started. So you you grew up in Vermont, right? Yes. Um, I can't remember the name of the town. Is that terrible? I grew up in Worcester, Vermont. Worcester, Vermont. Which, which had about 900 people in it, by the way. I okay. recently looked, actually. The population went down slightly. <laughs> it was like 997 when I was there, and it's it's down to like 983. So I think okay, it's so cool you moved off. out. Did your dad move out, too? Is it like so... Yeah, it's just, pretty much. Right, a couple yeah, of families have moved out and yeah. it just dropped, it right? Drops, yeah. Okay. There are also a lot of people in the town that don't leave their houses, so I feel like it's probably hard to get an accurate read. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It, might be, it might be like 1,200, but yeah. Exactly. Middle of nowhere. Right. Middle of nowhere. And then we met you when you were going to Berkeley uh, School of Music. Yes. Um, and um, But you were still, and you you went for a year. Um, as a as a, a violin player, I was gonna say fiddle player, but but they would hate that they, they let a fiddle player in and right. Yeah, we um, should say that <laughs> fiddly business. <laughs> let a fiddle player. But in. phenomenal, phenomenal fiddle player, really talented guitar player. Um, you sing that shit out of backing vocals. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, man. Thank you. Turned yourself into a good keyboard player. I'm I'm talking from being in a band for yes, a while exactly. with Johnny. We we were in a band together. Um, and but the, the whole while you did some work at um, a AAA radio station. Yes, right, in Vermont. I can't. The call letters were. Yes, it was the WNCS. The point. The point. The point. Yeah, right. a whole bunch of signals in Vermont. Yeah. Yeah, and that was yeah. I mean. Again, I'm, I'm happy to be sitting back here today because we did spend so much time playing music <laughs> in this room. Um, but yeah, while we were doing that, um, I was obviously. You know, I was I was college age, and I was trying to figure out how to eat. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> it's important. I support you know, anybody yeah, to learn how to eat because so. even McDoubles aren't free. No, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> There's my shameless McDonald's plug. That's it. They're not right, free, we're, we're all uh, about product placement. So Whatever. I'm eating one now. No, you don't eat those in in studios. No, right. Smells it up. Yeah, but yeah. So I, you know, was looking for some other types of work, you know, always looking to, to make ends meet. And I also was very interested in radio. I grew up in a town and it seems relevant to bring up the community aspect of it now because it will come up later. But I grew yeah. up in I grew up in a small town. I grew up in an area where broadcast radio was like, you know, it was a way to feel a part of something. It was yeah. a community. I love yeah. this radio station, The Point. I still love this radio station, The Point. Um, and you know they they're a AAA station in Vermont, like Michael said, and I loved it. So I was like, I got to figure out something to do. And basically, I went in and I knew a couple people that knew the general manager, and I just basically went in and said, I want to I want to work here. I'll do whatever you want. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't quite sure what I was in for, but I was like, I'll do anything. I'll do whatever you want. And he was like, Well, can you paint and can you mow lawns? And I was like. I'm yeah. from Vermont, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know how to do that. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, so we worked out a very lucrative agreement of, I think, <laughs> eight fifty an hour or something. <laughs> you know, uh, I think he tried to hit me, uh, hit me, you know, 
lower, but we, we, yeah. we worked it you out. You worked it out, you smoothed it right yet. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that because that was, it really was the start of doing anything. But what's amazing about working for small, uh, smaller companies like that, smaller stations like that is you do everything. You know, I started right. literally, I, I make no jokes about mowing the lawn. I, I mowed the lawn and, right. but then, you know, maybe somebody's out in production and they need a hand getting some commercials on the air or, you know, the, there's an event and they need somebody to go talk about the radio station to the public, you know, or, right. you know, we started doing these free concerts and I, I became a part of that and you, you know, get waters for artists. And so I loved it because I was a part of something and, and I was part of, I was part of something small enough that I got to be kind of a big part of it, even in the, even in the role I was in. Um, and I just, you know, I made a decision at that point in my life just to basically say yes to everything. You know, it was like, do you, do you want to do this? Well, sure, I'll give it a try. Um, and the coolest thing I think I can say about that experience too is uh, one of the things I ended up doing a lot of was answering the phone. And I always encourage people, I've, I've talked to so many people about their career since then that are looking to grow in the music industry or grow in the, in the, in the radio business. And I say... It never hurts when you answer the phone because you don't know who's calling on the other end. And I had that experience. The CEO used to call, and he liked me. Yeah, he he liked the way I answered the phone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was pleasant to him. He liked me, and that way, the first time I met him, he kind of latched on to me, and and really was a huge part of getting me to the next level. Um, but I will say that my favorite lawn mowing story ever was the station was on these crazy hills. Right, I was like. I, I felt like I would feel like I was going to pass out, right? I was like just yeah. chugging water. I'm like, I'm going to, this is going to be the end of me. This is going to be the end of me. <laughs> Mowing up the hill and I, it was, it was really a, like a sweltering hot day and I'm wearing like Carhartts and a ripped t-shirt and I'm feeling like I'm starting to hallucinate. Like I'm like, <laughs> what am I seeing? And, and sure enough, I'm, I'm like trying to push the mower up this hill and I'm not sure I'm gonna make it. I'm like, am I gonna pass out? Am I seeing things? And I see this black SUV pull into the parking lot. And this beautiful blonde woman get out. And I, I said, that is... that's Grace Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and at first I was like, am I hallucinating exactly. still? Or is that this Grace is it. Potter? This is gonna take me now. I'm seeing just granting but Grace Potter visions. Yes, needless to say, I made it up the hill because yeah. I would have run up so many hills to be closer <laughs> to Grace Potter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was, uh, but yeah, that that was that really jump started a lot of the love for radio and a lot of the people yeah. that supported me in radio. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I, I love about uh, you recounting that story, um, and Adam and I will tell our litmus test story about you later. But that that one of the things I love about that is talking about saying yes yeah you know that if you want to be in this business if you want to be in this industry you know and I think it's true for, for most industries but I think especially in in the music industry in the arts industry that you got to do a lot of saying yes mm-hmm. yeah and yes and you know yes and, what else, yes and yes. what else comes next and it's one of the things I, I you know Adam and I have always loved about about being around you about being uh, you know working with you about being your friend uh, is that you are all about yes and yeah and uh, you know talking talking to uh, you know artists about and whether you're an artist or you're somebody who wants to be in your industry who wants to be in you know in radio or who wants to be in promotions or who wants to be you know in management something in the music industry being somebody who can answer the phone really well being somebody who when you make that introduction can shake your hand and look you in the eye and 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 eye contact and and be pleasant and be very clearly that you're a good person right that that this goes a long way Mm -hmm. in because when it comes time to to look for that you know hey we got this position to fill well you know what Johnny's always there he's always literally is Johnny on the spot he really will you know, be there and do it well, and you know that even if it's not what he's trained in, he's gonna figure it out because he's a smart kid. Right. And plan, not a kid anymore. So, you know, I'm not scared. Why, why not? I'm sure, not man. How high right. could it be? Many times. <laughs> and, and so I love that you recounted those stories and that you started there, because that really, what's true for for that is true for all of the all of this right. in mm-hmm. the industry. It it really it's funny. I it just kicked me back to even before I was in high school and I was working for a Honda dealership. And uh, I had this great manager 
named Doug Clark. And uh, he always would he always would say to me, he would always say, Johnny, attitude is 90% of what you do. <laughs> and I still live by it. I love it. I, I, I still to this day, he also used to tell me to make good decisions, but that was a side. <laughs> but uh, but it, was all, it was always, Johnny, attitude is 90% of what you do. And, I, you know, I, I tell people that now. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't be yeah. completely incompetent. Let's, oh, uh, right. you know, yeah. some level of competency. No, there's got to be competence level. And, and again, as it, you know, if you're, if you're a songwriter and you're, and then, you know, the songs have to be good and right, right, the material that you're doing has got to be good and you need to be somebody who can think on your feet too. That's yes. So right. If you were horrible at all the things you did at the station, it wouldn't matter with your it attitude. It would be cool if the studio liked you, but he goes, too bad that kid's <laughs> such an idiot. But I if really wish I could to, promote him. Yeah. <laughs> right. But if it comes to choosing between the person whose attitude is positive, right. who is good, and the yeah. person whose attitude is poor, right, or spotty, or some you know up and down, uh, you know, and they're even if they're a little better or a little more qualified, they're going to go with the person whose attitude's better. Well, well, what's fascinating about that story is that that without really knowing what you were doing, you were already thinking long game. Yeah, you didn't want to be mowing lawns, right? right? right. That's not why no, you went to the radio station, right? But and so if you think about things in your career as well, I want to mow lawns. You're like right. I, I see, you're at a, mowing lawns at a radio station. You're right. at the radio station now, and then you did all the things that everybody will tell you at every music conference you ever go to. You know, start answering the phones and go in and be there. Right? How many st- like J- Jimmy Iovine? Oh yeah, I started as radio totally. at, a, at, a, at a you know at a recording studio and see what I could do. And that's how you get into the industry. Completely. First, have a love, then get in there. And I was lucky because I had a lot of love for it, you know, and I had a love for the music side and, yeah. and that with you guys, you know, I mean, we, we did it together and yeah, yeah. it was incredible. And, and you guys fueled a lot of that without a doubt. I mean, you fueled a lot of my passion for the industry, but also for knowing that there was more I could do in the industry too, besides just, besides yes. just being a performer. And, yeah. I, you know, so I, I, I was lucky though. And I worked at that station and, you know, I was in, I fell more in love with it. You know, right. Grace Potter came by, Big Head Todd came by, right. you know, yeah, yeah. you start to just fall in love with this sort of like live and local radio yeah. thing yeah. and how it interfaces with the music business. And, you know, I met so many great local artists and so many developing acts and even, even in that role, you know, even, the, even as the lawnmower, right. I met all right. these yeah. people and, um, it was great, and I did perfect my painting skills. <laughs> Which and, is never a bad yeah, thing. Yeah. You're always going to have somewhere you can paint. Side note, too, I did at one point fix the deck that is on the front of the point radio. I don't advise standing on it if you're ever going to be there. Okay. okay, all right. So good advice for anybody who's touring, <laughs> yeah. doing radio tours. In Montpelier, exactly. Vermont, don't stand on don't the deck. Don't stand on the deck. You can pass over it. Yeah. Like maybe not sit and that's and how it was a actually just say, Johnny told me not to stand on yes. this porch, so right. I'm just going to go in. Yes. Exactly. And everybody yeah. will think you know exactly what's Absolutely. going Absolutely. So then that led to um, your eventual decision to, you, you got offered a, a, a job at the river. Yeah, so um, because that's in Boston. That's that. So we're now now we're out of Vermont. Yep, right. We're in Boston, Massachusetts. Yep. The the studios are are in Haverhill, and the and the stations. You know, it's it's a great radio station that I loved, similar to the Point Triple A. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, owned by the same company. And and uh, again, you know, I'm so thankful to the CEO of that company for. Yeah, really going. I I got a good feeling. I mean, he didn't have a ton to go by on me. He, <laughs> what he had to go right. on was I was positive. I didn't like hurt myself with a lawnmower. <laughs> you know? Like I painted the rooms the right color. Like right. you know. I mean, well, okay, yeah, but I know you're being flippant, but but you also, you know, you were great at all the point radio events. Yes, you were great when it came time to, for somebody to put together something for promotion. You did it, and that's right. that's really what fueled everything. Was yeah. you know they had seen they had identified that a I was really passionate, and b I was I was kind of willing to work and deal with an artist and deal with listeners and deal with talent and right. Yep. But with on-air talent, which is a whole nother breed. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and so they did, and, and they gave, and I'm so thankful to this day, the general manager at the River, you know, they, they had some, some people, you know, move on to, to new companies, and so yeah. there was an, an opening, and I feel so thankful to this day that they kind of gave 
they kind of took a shot on me. They're like, you know, we all signs point to this guy is is going to be good. And I mean, I even kind of sold myself like that. I was like, give me a shot, you know? Right, like, yeah. Right. I, if it doesn't work out, I'll, I, we, no, it's no hard feelings. You know, give me six months to prove I can do something here. Right. And, and uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll, you know. And the position that you started. Wendy's draft. And the position that you started there was. So I actually went in with kind of open-ended uh, a okay. little bit, you know, and that's what, a, that's what, um, a lot of that company was actually very smart about doing of, of identifying people's skills going okay. and, and specifically the general manager there I loved you know and he he, he was like everybody here's got skills <laughs> what are they what can they do right I'm, I'm not we're not you're not doing an exact title yet and I was actually funny I was doing multiple things I was working in the business department doing commercial okay. logs okay um, which is great because I learned about I learned more about billing and accounting than I would have known and I'm thankful now yeah, for right, that, right, you right, know, right, it's like great. I don't want to look it up. Profit and losses spreadsheet. Um, right, right, right. But you know, and that was helpful. So it was some of that, but it was also he was like, you know, you're. He kind of said to me, like, you're a promo guy at heart. You know, let's figure out how to get you in on promotions and marketing as well. And my passion for music drove that a huge amount too, because they had a music right. hall, a little music hall live room in right. their studios, and it kind of needed a little bit of a revamp, and they needed somebody that could engineer the sessions and mix the sessions, yeah, and, right. and that was, of course, a passion of mine. Right, right. right. And um, so it was kind of this good, there was a lot of compatibility there. Right. Um, and it started, again, as me working more in business. I then, you know, after probably a few months or, or so, you know, they really kind of transitioned me more into straight up uh, marketing and promotions and then I, I technically they, they kind of gave me the title of the director of marketing and promotions okay. uh, and I really I zeroed in on that and yep. we did some we did some cool stuff in, in the music hall and it was it was great you know well and I, 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 I love sort of reaching in at this point because one of the things that people always want to know when they're you know how do I do it how do I get to be in that position how do I get to do what you're doing one of the things that they don't know is how much did you work and I mean literally how many hours a week were you working when you got that job? Yeah, that you have to put in the time, and the time in that stage is slightly painful. But it, so that's why that's why I always tell people like people like, well, what's your story? I said, well, I fell in love with what I did, and then it wasn't hard to do the work, right. you know. And, 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 and sometimes things. and sometimes the work was seventy hours a week, you know. Yeah. But I also developed and and. This probably is one of the things that has helped me in my career, but it also is one of the things that keeps me from sleeping uh, the amount of a normal human, um, is I like things to be perfect. Um, I like things, I like to drive at things until I feel great about them. Right. And, you know, that's what I kind of started to do. And man, I, and, I, and I didn't, you know, full disclosure, I didn't know what I was doing going into the role. Mm -hmm. um, and that was okay. Yeah. That's okay. You know, right. and, and okay. they I knew like that. that. They knew I was new. They knew I had never done it. Um, they saw a skill set that they thought made sense, but a lot of it and a lot of the long hours were me figuring out how am I going to do this job? You know, right. what's the most efficient way to do this job? <laughs> what's the right way to do this job? Mm -hmm. um, and that's when, too, that job was when I had the privilege of starting to work with so many developing bands, you know, the AAA format is an incredible place for artists to start to develop. A lot of record labels yeah. end up starting an artist there. Um, you know, AAA and Alternative really are oftentimes the the forming grounds of so much great music. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had the privilege of working with so many incredible artists. Yeah. You know, the joke about the AAA format, and I, and I absolutely love it, but is that you know, you, you, you're usually there on the way up and the way down. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there's like, there's a certain level of like, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, yeah. that's not entirely true. There are a lot of artists that have incredible careers at AAA and just yeah. the format lends themselves to the music. But yes. it really is an, am an amazing launching ground and a... In a yeah. resting ground, and a great place to come at the other end of your career as well. You know, so. Um, so that was yeah, that was that really opened up my mind to a whole new side of things, though, because it did all of a sudden. I was in a bigger market. I was interfacing with. Yeah, I'm, I'm so fortunate. The artists early on in their career that I dealt with at that job. I mean, I remember Fun coming in. I remember Ed Sheeran coming in. Right. Imagine Dragons, you know, who we were talking about earlier, off yeah. off the recording, were, were coming in. 
Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do their stuff. Yeah, acoustically, it's incredible. Right? You so know? they could play in your in your hall. They're a new band. Yeah. They don't, and they're you know they're used to their songs full production. You know, full, totally. fully produced up. So they're still finding their way. So yeah. yeah, that's a great. That's exciting. It was extremely exciting, and it was fun, and it was it's you know not all of them become that, but right, but right. it's amazing right. to see the development process um, and being a being an, a lover of music as as you guys I mean right, you, you yeah. fueled a lot of this I mean there was so much love for it I was like this is amazing and Ingrid Michaelson was in I, I had the chance right. to deal with all these yeah. artists that I respected so much and you know some that I knew some that I didn't know mm-hmm. and Matt Nathanson was in uh, right. incredible oh and, yeah yeah and, uh, but I do. I remember specifically some of those. I, I do remember fun coming in. I remember Ed Sheeran. I, I remember just talking about fun in particular. I remember yeah, like about fun was in and it was great. And I, I specifically, though, out of all the artists, I think I remember the most there in all the in studios um, when they were first really bringing Ed Sheeran to the States, when Atlantic yeah. was first bringing yep. Ed Sheeran to the States. Um, nobody really knew who he was here yet, mm-hmm. uh, but they were working um, the song A Team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he came and played in a room of, you know, it was like, nobody knew who he was. It was like four of us, you know, and it was like goosebumps, you know, yeah. just like, You're like this Whoa. is incredible. And then, you know, out of that, he basically starts playing through a loop and like rapping yeah. over his guitar. And right. I'm like, this is, this is a whole nother <laughs> right. thing. You know? not, yeah, seen this. All those things just continue to drive you love for it. You yeah. know, you're like, I knew, it was very clear to me that I wanted to be involved in music that's why we spent time in the studio and yeah. on the road together. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We did amazing stuff. And, you know, it was very clear to me, though, I had to be involved in it. And if I wasn't on the performance side, I wanted to witness or have some hand in the development side of town. Right. right. Well, that's great. I mean, that, so that, that's a great... There's so much there that, that I, I want to dig into. I, so one of the things I want to ask that occurred to me while you were talking about that was... Um, in your current role um, with BOS, um, where I'm just getting your check real quickly. What is your title at BOS, so that everybody listening will understand? I'm the music director at BOS. That's, yes, that's what music I director at WBS. So it's complicated. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll so, go with that. So, so what has led to that, right? Is this talent that you have with with people, with artists, with work, with um, you know, you call it perfectionism. What I would say is that I, I've always known you to be somebody who you're not gonna ha- you're not gonna half-ass something. That right. you're not it, not even just half-ass. That you're not gonna go. That's good enough. Right. Right. That you no, it's not good enough until it until it is. And, mm-hmm. and right? while having that that drive uh, can be a drag in your in your personal life, it is <laughs> yeah. a wonderful wonderful thing for it your is. career. In, it in is. Music. And, and it's a good thing, and I mean that in a serious way. And the excitement that you had at the river with the with the resurgence of the River Music Hall that, yeah. that you spearheaded. I'm, and you've named all the artists that we would know that are successful. And I'm just, one of the things I would want to ask is given your radio ear, given your ear for music, uh, I mean, I can't think of, there's so much music that you've introduced to me that that, uh, that I wasn't aware of right, yet right. because you just had this great ear. Um, could you tell when someone's in the studio that people don't know, you go, this, 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 they're going to do that. They're going to do something. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. We, I have these conversations with people a lot, yeah. you know, and I do know some people that can hear hits. Yeah. Um, you know, I really do. There are some people, you know, and some famous people, Max Martin. <laughs> right. Right. There are people that can hear hits. Yeah. yeah. Um, there have been times for me, you know, where I do. Like, there have been wow moments. Ed Sheeran was a wow moment for me. Yeah. It was less about specifically the song. You know, I heard him do the A-Team in Lego House, and I he's right. a great songwriter. Yeah, right, but, right. But it was also it was a... It was him. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, wow, you are an artist. Right. You're yeah. a true talent. You have literally played... Hours and hours until you, like, and he was that artist, you know, that yeah. digged seven yeah. million times in a year, and yeah, you go right. and you hear it in yeah. every and you can note feel it in everything that he sings. Yeah. Um, so there, there are those situations like that. Like he was one where I was like, wow. But you know, there have been records where I think, well, it's a great, great record, but I don't know. 
Hosier, take me to church. You know, I'll be the first to admit I was wrong about that. Yeah, you know? right. I, I heard it. This is really interesting. You guys got got some pipes, but right. I did not. You didn't see it coming. It like it's so funny. I'm right, right there with you. I heard. I was like, well, it's with all the reverb, man. Right. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so there, there are, but there are also those situations, and I find it uh, sometimes to be a little bit easier to tell. I'm. I'm with more about the artist, less about the hit. There are, there are right. amazing, and that's people, really what I was asking. There are people with amazing ears that can hear hits. And I'm yes. like, how did you call Like, I, right. I work right. with people that are like, yeah. yeah, give it six months. And I'm like, what? Okay. Right. You know, but right. yeah. there are definitely uh, the other one that always jumps to mind when we talk about artists that kind of like give you the goosies. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, the first time I ever saw 21 Pilots, I think it was at the Middle East downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was like, wow, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. was it was this moment of I've never seen or heard anything like this. Right. It's not completely traditional yet I just wanna see them again. Right, right. You right. know, and, and it was that was another one right. of those acts for me where I was like, this is Well, you know, it's, it's it. really funny. You we hadn't talked about this and I don't think we've ever talked about this since when um uh you got me uh seats to see uh Fall Out Boy. I think it was three years ago, four years mm-hmm. ago now, and the, the opener, the, one of their support acts was Twenty One Pilots. Yes, that's right. And I and I remember the, people asking me. I tell them Twenty One Pilots, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, what you think?" And and what I, I what I said was, I, I can't name you any of the songs that they played. Um, I don't think they have any songs yet, but they're going to be something. Because the energy Crazy. on stage and the, they had that thing, yeah, right, yep. that elusive what, <laughs> where you go. I, I don't even know what to call it. They have but, charisma, but they, exactly. But there was something about what they were doing that yeah. was different but accessible, mm-hmm. right? Um, so not so far afield that you're like, I can't. I'm not gonna. I don't get it. Right. Um, but it didn't sound like anybody else. And I really had a feeling that if they could have, if they could get the song, right, mm-hmm. that you were gonna, they were gonna blow up. Yeah, you could tell, right. So it's funny that you bring them up because it's, I felt exactly the same way. They're that band. I, I remember leaving and going, I don't know whether I just joined a cult, but I feel like I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm probably not gonna drink any Kool Aid. I right, right, exactly, right. absolutely, right, exactly. <laughs> but it was, it was yeah. definitely like that. Uh, there's more to come, and I wanted more. I was like, right. Right. You know, and there have been definitely those situations. I, you know, I definitely never brag about my single years for hits. You know, yeah. yeah. And there, there are ones that are clearer than others for sure. You know, I remember this year. The one that always comes up is the revivalist. Wish I knew you. And I'm like, man, right. the song's got some. The song's got some teeth. Like it's, yeah. it's going somewhere. Yeah. You and know? you can really hear that. Yeah. It just, it just stands out. It's yeah, just, it just jumps out. It, it, it jumps off the page. Well, I yeah. actually think that's the last. I actually think that's the last band that you texted me about that you were like oh these you, you need to listen to this band probably because they, yeah. they yeah they're it was it was there was the sound i yeah. love stuff because because i'm in programming i love stuff that i feel like is going to jump off the station without making everybody run for cover right yeah you know i All mean right. I, I, like that's a big that's a big thing records like that are a great example of it 21 pilots records are a great example of it you know yeah. you put you put uh you put stressed out on a station it's different yeah yes right you know i mean it yeah it is it, it, interesting it reminded me of a of a a more active version of that uh cake tune um short uh Short skirt, long, Short skirt jacket. long jacket. Where you just go, what was that that I just was listening right. to? But it happened. But it yeah. happened, right? Yeah. And and that was much more of a AAA formatted song. Um, Still, but huge hit. Yeah. Right. But the but the that Twenty One Pilots song just where you just got. I don't even know what that was, but I loved it. Yeah. I want that to come on again. I'm ready to. Yeah. I, and I love records like that. It's so, I got into a conversation about this the other day with somebody because we were talking about those records and like Fat Boy Slim Praise You came on. Right. And, yes. You know, yes. Gorillaz Feel Good Inc. And like these records oh, that man, just right. are different. And, you know, it, it came up specifically talking about a, a record that's a little bit random, but it's it, it's number one at active right now, actually. It's it's by the band Theory of a Dead Man. The song's called RX. And it's okay. and it majorly it's a pretty intense song, but it's like one of those like, what just happened? Right. You know, right. like yeah. what and, and that's what sparked the conversation. But we we're talking about these 
you know, things that come out of left field a little bit sonically, but they connect and they connect like crazy. Yeah. You know, and so that those are those are records you look for a lot. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I think and and, uh, just to be clear for 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 me for for what what I'm what I hear is it doesn't always have to be quirky. I mean, it you know. So a great example for me that just is like thumping on my mind is is when Green Day came came out with um, American Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just. That whole album yeah. is is just start to finish songs where you feel that way, where you feel like, what was that? I spent sure. six months, when that record came out, I spent six months saying to everybody who would listen, here's the thing, this is the most important rock record of the last 30 years. I'm like, yeah. I'm like no, 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 Incredible. this is the most important rock right. record of the well, last 30 years. And I mean, I think, you know, Lord, mm-hmm. you, oh, know, yeah. her, you know, the, the game changing sound, game changing sound. Game ch- and not right. just because it, it was different sonically, and not just because you know she's from you know New Zealand, an exotic country, and not just because she was you know sixteen or seventeen when it came out, and not just because she was a young, powerful woman giving you a, a, a song written by a teenage girl mm-hmm. about being a teenage girl from a teenage girl perspective, and it's all brilliant. Yeah, but the like the whole thing, the whole package all together. Yeah, game changer. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you can go down the list. I mean, Katy Perry's "I, t- I Kissed a Girl," and you know, Madonna. If you want to go back mm-hmm. that far, and yes. on and on and on, that they all have something about them that the 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 hits like that that don't necessarily fit in a mold that we've you know that we see. I mean, there's hits that are going to fit molds too, and that's true. But the but these records are. Are different. I know we've gone. We're going really far afield with this, just because we're geeking out on music, and that's yeah, what we. Yes, yeah, that's right. But that's the podcast is all that. <laughs> so, but the other the other thing that I wanted to before we we dive in a little bit more to about radio, uh, mm-hmm. just radio, uh, I I wanted to to just talk a little bit about you know the decision that you that you made, and I remember very specifically twice in this room talking to you about this decision about, you know, am I done as a musician and am I, and am I going to give that love, that part up, uh, as my vocation, mm-hmm. you know, to pursue this opportunity that feels good. Right. Um, that was hard, right? I mean that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't think I, you know, I, I had to make that decision. Um, and I think, the only way I made it mm-hmm. was the fact that I was in love with what I was doing. You know, I, yeah. I think, and, and I still felt like a part of it. That was the thing. Yeah. Like I pretty much from the age of like three, <laughs> when I started begging my parents to buy me a violin, I pretty much have lived and breathed music. So yeah, that was the first time I had felt like I could do something else and feel good about it, you know, right. and that, right. and because we did, I remember us having these conversations t- yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Me being like, man, I can't imagine doing anything else, and I right. can't. But you know, as it picked up on the career side of of radio for me, you know, it became more doable. I was like, right. hey, you know what? I get my. It's so fun. I get to have my hand in music all the time, and right. I get to see it happen kind of right in front of me. Well, and allowing yourself to notice how much fun you were having in radio, and that sometimes the live stuff just wasn't as fun anymore. Right, like that's what happened. That's what happened with us when we stopped touring. I was, you know, maybe thirty-three, and and I was like, I'd stop. I get off the road with a big smile on my face, and I'm on the road, like, just right. miserable, yeah. unhappy, yeah, that, and that that working in here in a production capacity. It's and, so fun, and, and it's so amazing, yes. and you love it, and, and mentoring artists, and you know, and you know, being in music in that way was much more rewarding for us, and felt right. Yeah, and the, and so the reason I bring it up is is. Uh, you're, I feel like you're a really great example of somebody who followed the music where it took you mm-hmm. and didn't yes. try to force something that, that didn't feel right. And whether, and so I bring it up as an example for, that doesn't mean that every artist who is, is going to end up in radio or end up in right, right, management or, in or, end up in, or, or right. another part of the industry. It's much more, I just feel like you're a great example of somebody who, like I said, let the music take you where it where you were ready to go. Completely. And, and this industry is big and there's a lot of moving parts. And, and 
Uh, and we'll get into the fact that you're in radio, you're dealing with like uh, the ma- major label industry, the, the industry that everybody knows about, the, the actual mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. Uh, that behemoth that is there. <laughs> but but one of the things that's happened in that transition, and I remember us talking about it too, and that where you got led was toward your superpower. We always talk about yeah. everybody having a superpower, yeah. right? You've got a superpower. What is it? What What is that thing that you're amazing at? That, that everybody compliments you on and you're like, I don't know, really, ah, it's just a bit of a And so one of your superpowers, and this is where we'll talk about, we used to use you, the Johnny Mullet litmus test, the litmus which test. is if we would, if, if, if somebody could spend 15 minutes in a room with you and they didn't leave that room going, man, I love that guy. That's then, it. I don't want anything. Right. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Because part of your superpower was what they describe at Berkeley as being a good hang. Being right. a good, just person. Right. Just somebody well, who talks and... And is fun to be around and is, is informed and, and a real human, right? Well, and it's, I know that's easy for you and you always get uncomfortable when we talk about this. But here's the thing. That is a thing, man. And right. it totally matters. I right. try. I so, try. Yeah. Well, it's one of the, thing, it's one of the things that makes, uh, that has given you, from the outside looking in, has given you this rise uh, in the industry. Because when you are dealing with often some difficult people. Um, that you are still looking for, um, where is it that I can bring the ease? How, how is it that I can bring them to their, you know, their, their, they're talented and good at what they do. And how am I going to get them to get to that place in a way that's going to make them feel, you know, ease doing it. And you're great at that. Um, Right, whether it's you know dealing with a, a, an artist who's in the station, or dealing with a, a label person who's putting on a show, or or and making everything come together. Right, and we won't drop names about some of the people that we've talked oh, about. No, no, but it's well, they're, they're, they're kind of difficult. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. We're not talking about all are, artists. All artists are unique and they have their own thing. And no, <laughs> and, well, and so and and so, but not are just we artists. We're talking about the revival of three people. Uh, so love you guys. So, <laughs> so not just artists, but but the other industry people that that you right. have to deal with too, and that that will always that anybody who's in this industry, you're gonna have to deal with those kinds of people, mm-hmm. and you're the kind of person that you want to have on on a team, whether it's in the radio station or on your management team. Or you know, at your label, or or playing keyboards, playing keyboards, or singing backups, or singing or, backups, or whatever it is, you want to have somebody who has what you have to do that, and it's important that we and we and we want to bring that up because, um, again, your path, following that superpower, into this what what has you know allowed you to make your way to this to you know, the level that you're at 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 such a young age that will, that gives you, in my opinion, sky's the limit for what you end up wanting to do. Um, That was by listening to what was going on inside of you and knowing here's the path that I want to take. And whether for young artists, whether that is another, another track in the industry, whether that is another style of music. That could be that as is... simple as you're, you're a, a, a backing musician in a band, but you know you're really a solo artist, right? Yeah. Or a solo artist, or a solo artist who doesn't turn heads the way you want to, and then you play with someone else, and that artist gets better because you played with them. Or right. you're a solo artist who has this career, and you're, maybe you're an amazing songwriter. Maybe your name's Laurie McKenna. Maybe you right. still are an artist, but you know, you're one of the biggest songwriters in the world. Right. Right. right? And that well, these are all... Yeah. Karen DeGuardi is a great example Karen of that as well. Yes. As well. Absolutely. So that, and so I, I just, I wanted to bring it up um, about, about your career because it's a, it's a great, very crystal clear example of um, making that decision, following that path that came to you. And I, and I, I love listening to you talk about the repercussions of that because whenever you do it's a big smile it's I'm st- right. I'm doing what I love yeah yeah right it's you know the, the, I always like and I've had conversations with musicians and with people in the industry and people on the radio side and that they're like well you know how do you know what to do next they said well it's everything we're doing everything you guys are doing it's all based on music right it's it's a passion based 
career track. Oh, so yes. follow That's what great. you love. It's all passion based. Follow what you love. That's what I did, you know, and exactly what you said. You know, some people that means finding a track uh, in a different part of the industry. Some people it means being a lead guitar player of a band instead of a front man. You know, right, like right, it's, yeah. it really yeah it's so wide but it's passion based follow follow what you love doing you love know that. I like yeah at the end of the day we're all just making music I mean absolutely yes uh, absolutely yes exactly that's also why I say the attitude thing is is so key it's like I'm not a heart surgeon I'm not <laughs> smart enough to be one from a book smart standpoint um a lot of what we do is about people it's about people and right consuming music and so Put the smile on. Yeah. Also, it's it's music. How miserable can you be? And how unhappy can you be? But what's great is I love that. And if you are miserable doing right. the music, look at that. Yeah, don't do it anymore. Don't right? do it, right? <laughs> or, or do a different part of yes. it. Or do a different right. thing. Or join a different band. Or I vowed, I vowed when I started playing music that I would never let myself become jaded. Yeah. Because because it can happen, it right? Yeah. This is, it's one of those industries that we all know it can yeah. it can drag you down a flight of steps and then yeah, yeah. you know light a fire on your head. Yeah, oh, um, definitely. That yeah. was just a couple bad things I could think of. That was a I sequence. See, I, I, of, I, that's a good, <laughs> it's a good sequence of games. by a van. While you're unloading it, yeah. Pass away mowing lawns. Yeah, yeah like, so, exactly. so yeah. it really is. You have to. You have to. I always said that going in with anything I would do. I was like. Mm-hmm. But specifically, it it comes from the heart. It's passion. If I ever feel like I'm like getting bitter, angry about it, I'm yeah. like, nope. I, yeah. You gotta. If if I want to be bitter and angry, I'll, I'll go work at a, at a rental car agency, you right. know, right. Um, and that. have better health benefits. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, exactly. It's really doable. Yeah. As it turns out, I I did seek out you know the radio industry because I was like, man, you know the benefits, and then I realized about the same as being a musician. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. So yeah, you know, absolutely. So follow your heart. Don't follow benefits. Exactly. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. There are none anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And they're getting less. Yeah. So um, for so the next that, podcast. Exactly. 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 <laughs> All right. So then, then to shift gears and to talk about the industry a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about this pre, about about this pre roll, but but I'd love to revisit some of the stuff that we talked about and. So everybody's always talking about, ah, oh, the industry's not the same anymore. No one's listening to music no, anymore. It's not like it used to be. It's not well, like the right. people that have just fallen down a flight of stairs yes. and my hair on fire yeah. and got hit by a truck. So, and you brought up something that I thought was great. Um, you talked about that, well, yeah, okay, so we all agree that record sales are down. That's no, that's not, it's indisputable. Unless you're a yeah. Christian rock band. Exa- unless you're a yes, Christian rock correct. band. Exactly. And thank you, Napster, for that. that, that that's, you know, <laughs> right. but, but we, whether it was them or somebody else, we knew this was coming. Yeah. Um, but you said something that, that I really, I guess I hadn't really heard, and that was that music sales might be down, but music consumption is at an all-time high. Yeah, we have more ways we're fortunate in the way of there's endless ne- methods of consumption now. You know, I, I, exactly. I said that I, I, and I often use that when I, when people talk to me and ask me about the industry, I say, well, yeah, okay. Sales, sales aren't what they used to be. We all get that, but people are consuming more music than they ever have. And, and it's through different platforms. And, you know, some of them are challenging because yeah, they compete with radio, but at the end of the day, the music lover in me, just loves that there are all these platforms you know the the, right. the 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 radio programmer in me has to figure out a way to keep a compelling case to not <laughs> to not let plat- other platforms put you out of business but as a music lover i get so much joy out of being able to go on the internet and watch a new music video or right. hear something that was just released or hear a live version of something that otherwise i may have not heard and right. that is incredible and then i think i i added on that too and said you know the consumption to go out and see live shows yeah, is at nice. is at an extreme high. And yeah, granted, that that dip that that ebbs and flows a little bit year to year now. But if you think about um, the ability people have to get around now, you know, right. to yeah. to get to a show. I mean, Google festivals in the United States. There's more than ever. I mean, that's just yeah. that's very simple. There aren't right. just four big festivals anymore. There are. 25 right, right. Um, and they're all doing a great job and they're curating these incredible lineups and you know they're doing a fantastic job with that so 
yes, sales are down, but um, it's it's so cool, and it, it's there's so much positivity that comes out of it. Like if I'm at like a a Bonnaroo, and I go, okay, maybe sales are down, but look at all these people that are just like <laughs> loving this festival. You know, I, yeah, I look at right. Boston. You know, the 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 people at Crashline Productions have done an amazing job building a beautiful music festival in Boston. Right. Um, it's just a lamp. Yeah, okay, that's don't, a lamp. Be, lamp. <laughs> don't be afraid of that, people. I love lamp. lamp. Um, <laughs> it's real life in here. But in it, so there's a there's a lot of positivity in that, you know. Yeah. And I, to me, and maybe it's also the age I am gives me this like sort of positive view of it mm-hmm. because, you know, for me, it's so much of my life has been about being able to consume music that way. Right. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's really positive when I see all these, and I live in the live world so much of shows, right, and right, festivals, right. and I love it. You know. Yeah. And, we put on free shows and it, to me there's so much there's such a win there you know yeah yeah oh absolutely absolutely well and there and there really is a lot of that I mean that that really is uh, that's still a thing that completely it, yeah that matters um, you know the other thing that, that you that you mentioned when we were when we were in pre-roll was t- talking about how different radio formats feed different radio formats I I would love for you to break that down a little bit. Yeah, and, for sure. It's and it's not it's not a perfect science. You know, everybody, no. I think everybody has a different view of this. But the way I've always seen it, and I've worked for AAA stations and I've worked for alternative stations. Um, but you know, alternative. I'll, I'll start with alternative because it's kind of a cool creating. It, it's really a developmental format for for a lot of acts. Yeah. Um, so. You know, you look at a band like 21 Pilots, we can kind of spin back to them. Yes. They're a great example of that. They get signed, you know, they're on, they're signed Fueled by Ramen. It's like, okay, where's this right. band going first, right? Right. Where, where do they start? And, you know, that was a great example of a band that the label rolled out to Alternative. It was the it was the home for it. Right. It's, it's always been this format, and I'll sidebar an Alternative for a second, of this amazing breaking ground for music because alternative was everything from, you know, you can think about the clash, you know, you think about older alternative, but then you think about Nirvana, right? Mm -hmm. Pearl jam. Right. But then it develops more. Then you think about, I mentioned fat boy slimmer. I mentioned the gorillas. Sonically, it is this format that is so unbelievably accepting of music. Right. Um, right. Which is why I personally love it. You know, sure. take the programmer off for us at Adam yeah, for a second. Right, right, I right. personally love the format because I go, man, where else, where else am I going to hear, you know, Smells Like Team Spirit, Feel Good Inc., Even Flow, <laughs> and then Vertical Horizon, you know? Right, like, right, right. like it's, yeah, yeah. there's nowhere right. else. Um, yeah. And so it's this incredible... Breaking ground for these artists. I love the 21 Pilots example because what tends to happen there is, you know, these labels will try and make it a hit at alternative, right? You get as much frequency as you can at alternative. You look like, you know, you you get us playing it in in heavy rotation, all this frequency. It becomes a number one at alternative. That helps give it the basically the energy to take it to a format like hot ac or top 40 right and and say hey man this is a smashed alternative right. in addition to it being a smashed alternative and being able to say hey we, we're sitting in the number one spot we have been for four weeks it also has created market frequency all of a sudden right. everything drives everything radio still drives streaming and yeah. and and uh, although i probably yeah. shouldn't admit this as a radio programmer streaming drives things to research on radio stations right, right. It's, right. That's just fact. It all is a it all is a part of everything. Right. And, you know, so when you get market frequency, it, you know, starts maybe it's radio starts it with Twenty One Pilots, and all of a sudden it's streaming like crazy in the market, and the band's playing shows in the market. There's a lot of buzz, and so by the time that top forty station gets it, there's frequency already in the market. And at a pop format, you really need frequency because the formats are primarily research driven and. Frequency drives research, and familiarity drives research, and all of a sudden, Twenty One Pilots is looking at a bunch of top forty hits. Right. Um, so that's so a non top forty band is looking at top correct. forty hits. Right. Correct. Right. And and so many there are so many amazing stories like this that I just love. You know, I look at I look at bands like Fallout Boy. 
Sugar, we're going down. My, one of my all-time favorite examples is Linkin Park had a bunch of top 40 hits. <laughs> you don't put on a right. Linkin Park record and think, oh, this is oh, top, this top, 40. top 40. But it was. It right. was huge. Right, right. That's right. true. You're absolutely right. You don't right. listen to Linkin Park and think pop music. Right. Right? And I'm so glad that you brought that up because that was one of the next questions I that I wanted to talk to you about was this idea of pop music having to be this one specific thing really isn't true. No. That, and I, that's why I like your, the format that you're talking about and that it really does feed and, that, and, and thank you for admitting that streaming feeds radio and radio feeds streaming. Yeah. Because they're, they're interconnected. They can't well, and artists are always going to want to know, how do, I get on, yeah. how do I get on commercial radio? They well, are. you're probably going to need a major label. Right, and then well, and then we'll talk about it from there. Yeah, or have enough streams in for some reason to justify it. That right. to justify getting on. I look at streams. Right, I mean if right, right, exactly. all right. I was just going to say as a programmer, if if something's getting enough streams and it's not on radio, you want to play it. Then I pay attention to it. Right, you want to play because yeah. now you're going to get to break. Right? If, if any any good any good programmer and anybody that's looking for what's and this relates to the pop, this relates to top forty and, and yeah. po- popular music. I mean. Mass appeal makes it popular music, right? And and right. we don't always know what mass appeal is. And in right. in certain cases, it was it was Lincoln Park faint. You know? It was Lincoln Park numb. You know, it was yeah. in the end, you know, like right. these are records that you would not necessarily have said that is that's pop. That's that's, right, that's it. Top 40. You know, right, yeah. and, and again, you know that we've gone through all these different phases of of what sonically is in. You know, we've moved from the phase of. And I look at alternative as a format as incredible. You think about Nirvana, and then you think about Lord. You know, Lord really came through alternative. That's exactly right. right. I, f- I forget right. that you that's know? an alternative. Yeah. That was an alternative. It's it's incredible how sonically we'll look at a lot of different things in the format. And the format does lean ways. You know, it's it's lean sure, heavier, course. lean lighter. Of there course. was obviously a much more angsty pop punk phase when Fall Out Boy right. was, was. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were really developing that sound. There was a lot of these artists that had this sort of. Right, you know, pop punk type sound. Well, then worked. probably different different stations lean more one than totally. even alternative stations lean heavier Completely. lean lean. Yeah, some alternatives will 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 take kind of more of a look at the hot AC side of things and try and play that game, mm-hmm. and some will take a look at the active side of things and play that game because right. if you look at the the alternative charts right now, it's it's awesome, you know, because yeah. you go, okay, that's well, that's that's on the. How they see charts now? It's building there. That's but that's on the active charts, or it has been, you know, like. Right. And there are all these. There's so there's all this shared. There's all this, sh- you know, these shared relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, AAA is another interesting format because it's a it's a very developmental format. Right. Um, you know, the overall audience numbers aren't as big right now in AAA as they mm-hmm. are, are in alternatives. So that that impacts how much they can drive something. But, you know, I think I brought it up earlier. You know, in a, in a market like like Boston, you know, you can see you can see some you, the AAA station will warm up records. You know, you can right. see some of that. Uh, frequency is frequency. You know, right. and people that refuse to acknowledge that there's something going on usually that's a mistake. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, but both of those formats are really interesting because they really do drive a lot. And frankly, actually, sometimes AAA starts, starts alternative records. I mean, the, the Revivalist, I Wish I Knew You, was a, was a big hit at AAA. It might have had the chart record. Um, that may be wrong, but it was close to having the chart record, I think, for the year, that year of longest number one. And, wow. you know, we actually, at Alternative, picked it up a bit after that. It went AAA alternative, you know, to and now to pop. And um, talk about it creating just brilliant frequency though for a band oh i mean talk about talk about sticking around and right and just everyone knows that song now right yeah you know right. I mean? no, exactly you, yeah. you found every you found every campground you can right that was an odd i like that no that's good radio stations are campgrounds that's good well yeah i mean i think i'm thinking of driving through and you know there's right. the one with the, the battered tent and <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome you know, that's that's radio, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know the Everyone's a little difficult because yep. they've been camping too long. It's basically the industry. That's perfect. Some, some guy's got a guitar around the fire. Right. Yep. That's the AAA station. <laughs> so so that, that's great. That, that's, a great um, that's a great segue to you had, you had mentioned earlier about that, that you guys do a lot of free shows. Yeah. Um, and 
we we had talked you talked a little bit about there being more festivals and there being more so very often and and again this is something that I'm that that I'm revisiting that that we spoke about off air that there's this really great uh, there can be this really great relationship between um, playing shows and getting airplay as well that there's this that the let's not forget that. People are consuming more music. Yeah, they're streaming more. Yeah, there's YouTube. Yeah, there's you know there's still great radio stations. Um, that live shows are a really big deal, and that those two, those things can feed each other, right? Like uh, you know, do, don't you think the frequency can be can be increased if you're a band that's out there working, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much more relevance, you know, to play a band that's on the road. Right. You know, that's that's it's in your city, you know, it's part of what makes radio still a very relevant medium in my eyes is this live and local ability we have. Right. You know? I right. mean it's part of what sets radio apart from a lot of other mediums is, you know, imagine dragons are coming to town. There's even more reason to play music and to talk about the music and to talk about the fact that Imagine Dragons are going to be playing playing a show, you know, that right. night. And right. all of a sudden, it's this big connection, and it relates to the market, and it relates to what people are doing, especially, like, being in Boston. I mean, if if there's a band playing Gillette, that's a big tent band. The Foo yeah. Fighters are going to be playing Fenway two times this summer right. again. Right, right. That's a lot of people. So yeah. even though, yes, right. not right. everyone you're talking to on the radio is going to go to the show... Yeah. There are a handful of people that are because you're dealing with you're dealing right. with a massive crowd at that point. Right. Right. Um, so it, it makes it even it makes even more sense to say this is a new one from the Foo Fighters. Um, they're coming to Fenway. Right. Right. Come hang with us. You exactly. know. I mean, that's that's one of the things that still sets it apart as a medium. Yeah. We're able to we're able to say we're all hanging out in our our big city together. You right. know, and that's something that other platforms don't have the benefit of. Right, they can't do that. Yeah, right. that, that that's just not that's not something possible. No matter how many times you can, you know, you can go on Spotify and use the tour date thing. Right. That, that it's not the same thing. Right. As as hearing it from somebody who's in your community with you, and a kid's going to be at the show and experiencing it with you. Yeah. When right. one of your jocks is a huge Foo Fighters fan and she's talking about the Foo's and, you know, then they're in town and she goes and she interviews Dave Grohl. And, right. you know, they yes. right. all of a sudden and she's on cloud nine. And so I, I had this conversation not that long ago with, with somebody in, in on the record business side. And my whole thing was what I love about radio and why I fell in love with radio is that you get to feel like you're a part of something. And what good radio brands have to continue to do to keep the medium relevant and, and strong is make people feel like they're a part of something. And that's what a lot of these more sterile, like, digital platforms can't do. Right. You know, like, there's yeah. a level of there's a level of community and, and just having one big party. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. and that's what a lot of great radio brands have done. You know, throughout the years, like, right, there's so many right. really influential radio stations that have made people feel like they're a part of something. Or you even look at like, you know, countdowns. Like look at like Casey Kasem and like people like that though. Yeah. That yeah, for in a weird way, you felt like you were a part of it. You're yeah, like, absolutely. You're, Do we used to listen to that? Oh yeah, we yeah you we huddle around the radio. That was we our drove, sun, that was our Sunday afternoon. We, we drove around with our dad, with yeah. our dad and listen to Casey Kasem top forty. And yeah, I don't know if people are doing that with Ryan Seacrest. Um, my guess is that they probably are. Yeah. Um, that there's got to be a reason why he's syndicated the way he is. Totally. Um, and just my personal opinion is that anybody who doesn't think Ryan Seacrest is an an incredible talent doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, I, um, I yeah. just think I just think he's, he's also aging very well. Oh, he yeah, yes, he's got the Dick right? Clark thing happening. Yeah, he's got yeah. the Dick Clark thing happening. Yeah, it really, it's, just really just, it's all going to happen at once for him. Like he's <laughs> right. going to be he's going to be ninety four, and exactly. all the age is going to happen here's from a Monday thing. to a Tuesday. But here's the thing: the, he has a way of communicating that really that really gets you. You know, to yeah. to to stay stay tuned. Yeah, and, you know, and stay in and it. make you feel like you're a part of so, of what's going on mm -hmm. and. And that is, and an, uh, so 
what's great about your station is is it's independent, right? I mean, to a certain extent that you're right that your programming is up to you. Yes. Right. We're really lucky. I mean, I work for a company that it's 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 a big, pretty big company, but um, it's incredible because it's extremely low class programming. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, right. we right. Yeah. we you know and we add records individually, and we right. and it's and it's incredible and. You know that's also incredible because you quickly learn as you dive into all of it that all of it that uh, sometimes you have a hit in market that's not a hit elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and, but you need to listen to that. Right. There right. are certain cases where I've had I've had songs that weren't necessarily a national hit, but just performed in every way as a hit in Boston. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you know. Well, it's a great example of that, Mr. Tom Petty. Tom Petty's first uh, w- American Girl. American Girl was, was a hit in Boston. And says, "I just found this out." And um, a hit in L.A. Uh, and funny. I did not know this. That I, I remember when when the Damn the Torpedoes album came out, and people around. The, uh, I remember you know hearing that people were freaking out that you know heard this guy come out of nowhere that you know blah blah. blah. And I was like, wait. I, is this the American Girl guy? That this Isn't is this the breakdown? same. Is this the guy that did I, breakdown? This is, <laughs> right. That it was the same guy. And what I didn't find out until I just recently watched the the documentary on making of Dan the Torpedoes is that his first album was American Girl only broke big <laughs> in Boston and Los Angeles, and that was it. Yeah. It didn't make it anywhere else. And so now, that's granted, a, this is forty years later. I was, was going to say it was even right. harder for. It was even harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was even harder at that time. But it, but it's but it's. An, I'd like to hear that you you say that yeah. because it is an example of. So it's now that's difficult to do with Clear Channel and and Correct. you know programming, you know from one office in, you know, yeah. for the for the country. We're very lucky that, that, that that's the case. And we're lucky to have that in Boston. But but my guess is, and and you would know this better than than I would because it's your industry. Is there's probably stations like that in most of the larger markets. Yes. Right. That there's some. That there's a yes. station. So there's a station in Chicago. There's a station in New York. There's yep. a station in L.A. There's a station. And that are independent, individually programmed. Yeah. Probably more difficult in in smaller rural areas where there's not enough. It is hard. Yeah. It's and it's funny because I always I always bring up the fact that you know and I. I'm lucky, like, I still am in Vermont all the time, and it's very independently programmed. Oh, yeah. Uh, every radio station there is, it's great, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and there's still a lot, but I actually find the importance of it to also be extreme in the small markets because it's literally, like, a community. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's wild, you yeah. know? Yeah. The same people have been programming in Vermont for a long time, and you know, they know the community, and they know the, and the listeners know them, and it's it's all about knowledge of your listeners, you know? It's like... Yeah, you know them. Well, so this is a little far afield, but my guess would be that uh, that there's something to be learned from that. Um, that probably you're driving people to stream a little bit more if you're not in a market where you can do some independent programming. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's yeah, because at the end of the day, it's about it's about making that connection. Yeah, it's about like I al- and I always go back to it. It's if people feel like they're a part of something, they'll listen. Because yeah. you're because you're bringing them value, and the value in that is that you're making them feel. Like they're connected. You're making them feel like they're cool. Yeah. You're making them feel like they, they're in on something and bringing them a value by having a DJ, which you don't have right. in a curated right. playlist, by giving them the opportunity to call in and maybe mm-hmm. hear themselves on the radio, by giving themselves the opportunity to call in and maybe win tickets or... Right. or but, and I always say, like I always say, feel a part of something. And so that's one, right? DJs, music, localized programming, you know, all those things are great. And then I always say the second thing that always will drive radio forward is general laziness. <laughs> general human laziness. You know, I'm not lazy I'm not a lazy guy, but like I, I can completely I can completely get on board with that because I get in, I get in my car and I go, ah, well, I wanna listen to a mix of stuff. I don't wanna only listen to new music, but I also don't wanna only listen to a bunch of nineties rock. Right. So I can put on an alternative station and yeah. I go, huh, cool. <laughs> Great. I like that song. I don't have to like think about it. I can, it's just, like, I can just drive now. Now I can just drive. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to deal with it. And so it's, there's always this level. I always say like it's those two things for me that always drive these brands forward is like 
people are lazy. They don't want to deal with it. Right. You know, right. Yeah, like, right. especially in the in the age of uh, less and less CDs used. You know, right. right. <laughs> and I know that there's all these other options in your dash, but I gotta say, man, I I still. If I worked for radio or didn't work for radio, I'd consume it the same amount. I I get in I get in my car. I put I turn it on. Maybe I'm in in the mood for a different different format. Maybe I want to hear what's going on at country. You know? Right. I listen to it. Right. Maybe I want a funny morning show. Maybe I want a news morning show. You know, right. like the, it's all one button away. It's all there. It's yeah. all one button away, and it doesn't use my data. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Okay, and on that, I think that's that's, that's perfect. So, so then. The, the, the thing that I would say next is that we, we will talk to Johnny again when um, when he is the head programmer for Clear Channel. And, right, exactly. Or, you Taking know, care of the entire country's playlist, <laughs> making us all hear awesome new music. Or, you know, doing promotions for the biggest management company in the, you know, in the country. Whatever, you, you know, know, so, you know, you know there's going to be plenty of reasons to yeah. bring Johnny back on this podcast. There will be. And as long as we can get him to keep texting us back because he's not too busy backstage <laughs> with the biggest rock band in the world. We are going to exactly. keep bringing Johnny back. I will always text you, gentlemen, back. It's oh, a pleasure to be here today. Good man. And we will, uh, so we'll bring that information directly to you. Because uh, as you guys know, you got this. You got your back.